Welcome to Leave Room for the Magic, a podcast that invites you to embrace the wonder, beauty, and messiness woven into the fabric of everyday life. In this show, we'll bridge the gap between the practical and the spiritual, providing inspiration, tips, and tools from our featured guests. So without further ado, let's go make some magic. Welcome back, my loves, to Leave Room for the Magic. I am here with a good friend of mine, Alessia Scazzillo. Alessia, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, Car. I'm so excited to be here. Me too, me too. Wonderful. So Alessia is an entrepreneur with a mission to make fitness industry a more inclusive and supportive space through empowering women. And Alessia, I have seen your entrepreneurial journey pan out over the last few years, and I'm so thrilled for what you're building. So congrats. Thank you. You've been a big supporter since the beginning. Yeah. So I'm very grateful for that. Well, it's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. So today, why don't we start with, let's talk about leave room for the magic in your journey. What does that phrase mean to you when you hear it? Oh, I love that phrase so much. And I know when we were talking about naming this podcast, you said that and I was just like, oh, I love it. I love it. I think for me, what it means is like pushing and deciding what I want and going after it. But understanding when to detach and like let the universe do its thing mm. for having things fall into place. There's been so many opportunities that have come up and then gone away mm. and then come back and gone away. And I, I used to get really disappointed when things like that happened. And now I understand that it's like, I, I'm not in control of when things happen. So like push as much as I can, cause I am pretty relentless in that, yeah. but then like let it go and let things happen, like leave room for the magic. Like let things happen. And usually they're even better than I had hoped absolutely. for. Yeah. Absolutely. Would you consider your business one of those things? I mean, I've seen your journey and, and for those who are watching who don't know Alessia, she had a whole journey from fitness to finance and fitness wasn't always a part of your life. So yeah. talk talk our audience through that a little bit. Like if we rewound 20 years ago, yeah. could you ever have pictured yourself in your career today and in your business today? No, absolutely not. So I worked in finance for almost 10 years. I had a very traditional, typical path. I graduated from school. I started in accounting, got my CPA. Then I moved into corporate banking at a bank here in Canada. And I was just on this path of like, keep doing the next thing that you're supposed to do. Yeah. And that wasn't working for me. I wasn't happy. I was like, on paper, it was great. I was on an amazing trajectory. I was getting promoted, doing like all the right things that you're supposed to do. But I wasn't happy. And I was working out on the side and it was making me feel really good. And I thought, oh, why not start teaching this, you know, while I figure out what I want to do for real. And that just turned into, you know, teaching in person and then starting my online business and then becoming a content creator. And had I had planned so far in advance, like not 1% of me would have thought that this was in the realm of possibility. Yeah. And so I think my entire career has been leaving room for the magic, like one thing at a time and letting the magic happen how it's supposed to and not being so set on it being a certain way. I think I was very set on it when I was working in finance yeah. and it was just like, I got to get this job and I got to get promoted and I have to make this much money. And then it's like, but why? you know, like why? Um, and I think a lot of people our age, like our um, early thirties for context. So I think a lot of people experience that where it's like the path is so set and you're not leaving room for life to happen yeah. and for things to change and for you to grow and evolve. And I feel like that's what really happened for me is like I grew and, and I was open and still am open to like what 
could possibly happen. And some of the best things in my life, including my career transition came from that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And then also I know some of the practical tools you've used, and I say practical of like, they're spiritual tools that you've been using a lot lately to help you along that journey and stuff like that. Talk about uh, how did you first learn about these, let's just say spiritual tools, first of all, because I think entrepreneurs get asked about the practical sides of their business a lot, like, you know, marketing and, and those types of tools. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs also have a lot of personal practices that allow them to show up in the businesses the way they do. So why not, if you could share a little bit about some of the, the yeah. personal practices that you do to, to help you along that journey. Yeah. Well, for me, so like my business, there's two sides to it. There's the creative side and then there's the like tactical side. And I believe that the creative side always leads. So mm -hmm. if any, in any given day, if I'm like, I have so much going on, I'm not sure what to focus on the creative, the social media, the like execution of, of my ideas, like the, like that, you know, engaging with my community, like that whole creative side always wins first. Yeah. And in order for that to thrive for me to have fresh ideas for me to like figure out what my programs are for my site or what I'm going to share on social to inspire people and motivate people. I have to be well. Yeah. And for me to be well, I have to stay consistent and committed to like my practices, yeah. my spiritual practices and just like the wellness habits that make me feel my best. Cause when I'm not my best, I see it. I'm not, I'm not creative. I don't have good ideas. Mm -hmm. I feel very stuck. I feel very small and I default to doing the parts of the business that while they're important, they're not like what's actually moving the needle forward. And right. like, I want to move the needle forward all the time. Right. And so what those are, are my workouts for sure. And yeah. what I, my business is an online workout platform. Yeah. Um, but I also do my own workouts to give me that time time to like really get out of my head into my body, move energy and just like feel energized and refreshed and confident and strong after my meditation. I started meditating every single day. I've done it. I mean, not every day, but I've done it almost every single day, honestly, for the last year, yeah. at least for like five minutes. And I use this app that there's some meditations are as short as like two or three minutes. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And they're almost like pep talks. So if I don't have time for something 10 or 15 minutes, like I listen to these pep talks and they're like, you are your best self. Like you can do that. And it's just like that moment to like pause, take a breath and like focus in on myself um, and leave and leave room for like ideas to flow and come like. I, my thing is like, I've made so many changes in my life and really like grown and evolved so much. And like how I figured out what I want to do is like taking time to pause. And that's what the meditations do for me is like those few minutes of like, wait a second. Okay. Like, how do I feel? What am I thinking? Like cl clear my mind to let what's in my heart really come through. Mm. And then some, that's most of the time, but some days I, I can't even do that. I just need a two minute pep talk, but yeah. I'm committed to it. Um, and then you know, there's a few other things. Journaling. I've kind of fallen off that, but I do, I do try. I try and sit down and journal. You actually told me. I, I know I did. <laughs> I journaled like 
I was so committed for like six months to a year, like most of 2022, I was so committed. Yeah. And you were the one who told me I to know. sit down when I woke up at four in the morning with my mind spiraling, so stressed out. You were like, sit down and journal it out. And I did it. And I, yeah. re- and that really got me through some of the hardest days of my mm. life, like writing it out. And, and then looking back at what I read either that day or like weeks or months later being like, wow, look how far I've come. Yeah. That's crazy. I forgot about that. I know. Well, I remember <laughs> when it happened, you were, you were posting online about like, is anybody up being, you know, at four in the morning these days? Like what's going on? I keep waking up. And I said, yes, but sometimes I find when I, when I'm up at that point, that's when I journal. And like, you know, they say there's like a closer connection at that time, or like the veil is like thinner and whatever. So you can get some really good messages before the messages of the world wake up and are bombarding you on social or emails or whatever the case. And so, you know, I, I didn't know that you were into any sort of spiritual practices, but I was like, Hey, here's what I do at four in the morning. And, and it came back to me a few times. And that's where I was like, okay, I've got to listen to this and like text Alessia and like go out on a limb here. And then he started doing it. And I was so thrilled. It it helped me so much because my mind was so jumbled at that time. I needed to just start like writing it out, just write it down, write it down, write it down. And it's something that I've, I, as I've gotten to a better place, like mentally, emotionally, I haven't had to do it so often, but I still do sometimes. Like I think I did it. My journal's actually right over there. And I think I did it last week. Like when I'm having a cloudy day, I definitely yes. do it. And then my mushrooms. Am I allowed yeah. to talk about that? You're, you're allowed to if you want to. Great. <laughs> my mushrooms have been such an important part of my journey and my spiritual practice. I find that they help me, they accelerate my growth journey and help me feel like closer to my best self. So like I do them in tandem with the meditations, in tandem with therapy, in tandem with the journaling and everything, but they accelerate that process, both micro dosing and then the macro dosing that I do that um, we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, but sort of all those things together and like, it sounds like a lot, but it's very habitual now. Yeah. And it's just what I do. I start my day a certain way and I just do it. And I feel so much better when I do. Yeah. Do you find that like some of the tools, as you said, like with journaling falling off a bit at different points, you need to call on different tools to like, if, if something has been kind of too stagnant for too long, do you find you have to refresh and do something new into the routine or how does that work for you? I feel like I now be, I have all these tools and I just pull on them depending on what I need, but nothing feels so foreign because I have committed to them before yeah. in the past. Yeah. So when I'm, when my, when I have so much running through my mind, like usually I'm up early in the morning and I can't get back to sleep mind racing. It's like, okay, time to journal. If I wake up for a period of time anxious, then it's time. It's like, I really have to commit to my meditation and it can't be two minutes. It has to be 15 or 20. Yeah. So it, yeah, it just depends. But now I've done them all and it's like, it's not like so hard to reintegrate them in. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. If there was one you had to pick, what would it be? Hmm. It would be my workouts or some sort of movement for sure. Even a walk. Like yeah. walk. I find like what I, when I'm feeling uninspired, stagnant, lack of energy, anxious, like the best thing I could do is move my body in some sort of way even if it's a stretch or like just get outside for a quick five minute walk around the block, like moving, moving the energy in my body is the most important thing. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Now, another question I have for you, you and I have talked about this a little bit, but is when stuff is feeling off, 
with you personally, because you're very, especially because of your content creator and, and your job is to show up on social media frequently. How do you get through those days where you're not feeling it? You're not feeling like yourself. You know, I think there's, there'd be other people there that, you know, out there that also feel that way about social media is like, it's hard to just stay committed in, in those moments. So how have you developed that practice over the years? And, and what do you do today to help yourself through those times and be, have compassion for yourself in those moments? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the biggest thing for growing on social media is consistency. So when I would have down days in the past, I wouldn't want to show up on social and and I give myself the grace to not sometimes, but I wouldn't want to show up on social. And then I would get really down on myself because I wasn't being super consistent. Right. And what I realized is I, I have this community that's been built so much on me being really raw and really authentic. So why not share those down days if I'm feeling up for it? I do give myself the grace if I'm not feeling up for it to step away and take breaks and go completely off social for a day or a weekend or a week or whatever. But now I'm like, I'd rather show up imperfectly than not at all. And my community is, I'm so grateful because they're very open and willing to accept me that way. And it's like when I'm not at my best, in fact, like, especially when I'm not at my best. And like, I, I feel so grateful for that, but I also know that it, the community is like that because like, because I show up like that. Yeah. Like it's kind yeah. of both, you know, yeah. it's like, I feel okay showing up that way because they, I know they'll accept me, but they accept me because I do that. Yes. You set the standard yeah. of like, here is the boundaries of this community yeah. and yeah. Um, exactly. this is the space we play in. Exactly. And, you know, when I see people in person that are part of my community, the first thing they say, especially with my recent breakup and ending of my relationship is like, thank you so much for being so real and, and open and genuine and authentic, because especially as people grow on social media, it's easy to pull back. It's easy to not show so much and yeah. to have it be more beautiful and more curated. And they're like, like you've grown at like, I'm still small, but like I've grown in the last few years and you still stay that way. Yeah. And I think that's something that will, is a priority for me and will always be a priority for me with boundaries though. Yeah. So I'm, I think there's the biggest boundary for me is like, I'm not usually talking about like what's going on in my life in real time. Like, yes, I'll show up and show that I'm not feeling my best, but I'm not necessarily explaining why until I've kind of processed it. Mm, so yeah. like I was in such a dark place going through the end of my relationship last year and I would show up on social all the time, like, really unwell, <laughs> but I wasn't explaining why, because like I needed that time to process myself and then I can share after that. Yeah. So, because then I know what I'm sharing. Like, I just, I don't, I, I don't like to just talk and like not really understand what's going on, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so I give myself that sort of like time delay. And then there's also, there's just some personal things that like, I just won't go there, right. you know, like the details of the end of my relationship. Like I won't really go there or like details of my family or you know, now dating, like, I'm not going to talk about Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, mean, I know, but you know. I will keep that secret. Yeah. <laughs> that is off podcast stuff. Off podcast stuff, exactly. But yeah, so there's some boundaries there, and I'm not afraid to take time away. But if I'm feeling, like, just off, it's like, I just rather show people that. Because they have off, everyone has off days, yeah. you know? Everyone yeah. struggles with their mental health or physical health or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that goes to, want to give you the opportunity to talk about, like, your, your philosophy around fitness and no sacrifices for those who haven't been introduced to your community before because I think it's a really unique take on fitness it's not your typical take and so yeah. why don't you talk through like how did you develop 
that because you were in the fitness industry as somebody who's passionate about fitness, how did you develop that kind of philosophy when you launched your own brand and practice? Well, I just, I just acted like me <laughs> and hoped people would like it. And people do because I am not an intense fitness person. Yeah. I think working out is so important for your physical health, for your mental health, all of that to show up as your best, most energized, confident, strong self. But I'm not die hard. I don't live in the gym. And I think yeah. at first I felt a little bit self-conscious of that because I wasn't like the rest of the fitness world. Because when I started like four years ago, it was more intense. Like there was less of this balance approach. And so I was like, this is not, if I'm going to show up on social every day on this, like talking about wellness, I can't do it in a way that's not me. So why don't I just show up as me? I eat what, like whatever I want, really. I drink alcohol. I party. I do all these things, but I also work out. And why do I have to choose between the two? And I think that comes from me having a full blown career outside of the fitness space before moving into Mm. the fitness space. Like I worked in finance for almost 10 years at a desk job. You know, I was working out in the morning. I was working and then I'd go meet my friends for drinks at night. Like I'm an, I'm an, normal, you know, girl who's like living her life where fitness is one part of it, not all of it. And so then I was like, well, I might as well lean into that in my brand. Like, why not? And so now I've developed this whole brand around this concept of hashtag no sacrifices, which is like prioritize your wellness and your workouts, but don't sacrifice the other things you love in pursuit of that. So enjoy the drinks, enjoy the food, enjoy the beach days and the pool days and the all the things you want to do and do it guilt free. And just make sure that you're incorporating the things that make you feel good. Because Really what my brand is is focused on is working out to feel a certain way instead of to look a certain way. Mm. And if you're working out like, you know, most days of the week or three, four, five days of the week, then you feel good. That's that's what's important, right? Yeah. Instead of doing it for how you look. And really, like if you do it for how you look, you when if when you're working out or, or eating, you know, mindfully, you don't see the results yeah. physically right away. So if you're working out for based on how you look, you're not going to stay consistent because you're not going to see the results and you're not going to want to do it. But if you're working out for how you feel, you feel great immediately after a workout. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, then I want to do it tomorrow. Then I want to do it the next day. And then you'll actually stay consistent. And that's how you actually get aesthetic goals anyways. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So anyways, I, I realize like what sets me apart as a person and I might as well lean into that. And my community has responded so well. Yeah. Well, you... When we were talking personally, you asked me a question that maybe you probably will remember it because we were all at our friend's house, yeah. Jackie's. I Jackie's was, or D's? Jackie's. Okay. I think. Okay, tell me. Yeah, we were in her backyard. Okay. And you were, you, you looked at all of us. We were talking about body image stuff and, and you said like, you know, when you were at your skinniest, mm. were you actually happy? No. Right. And most people end up at their skinniest. When I think about the times I've been at my, sorry, not even skinniest, but lowest weight. Yeah. I was going through very stressful periods of my life. Yeah. My God, I can picture us 15 years old. You went through a breakup, eating watermelon, rail thin. Well, and I had my wisdom teeth removed. So I was like vomiting from the meds. I wasn't eating because I was going through a really horrible breakup. And that was, that was, I was the lowest weight I have been as an adult once I hit kind of my peak maturity. Yeah. Yeah. You know the exact. I had the exact moment. I wasn't well emotionally. No. And I'm the same. Last year, yeah. everyone on social was saying, you look amazing, you look amazing, you look amazing. And I wasn't eating, sleeping, yeah. doing anything because I was so stressed because my 
relationship was falling apart. Yeah. And I, it's just so interesting because what it looks like on the outside is so different than what it looks yeah. like on the inside. And that's why I say like, we shouldn't be striving for aesthetic goals. And I mean, if you want to, okay, but like within reason, like, I don't want to tell people what to do, but like, I think if when we focus on how we feel, we, it's like, you get a lot more out of it. Yes. And yeah, I just, I feel personally that when I'm going through stressful times, the first thing to go is my appetite. And it just mm. was so congratulated. Like I, yeah. you know, and I was like, wait, wait, no, I'm struggling so much. This is why we, I don't think we should really comment on people's bodies. You yeah. know, I think we should comment on people's habits yeah. and lifestyle and their energy, their emotions, their yeah. emotions. How, how close are they to them? Yeah. Right. Right? Because you know what? Authentic self. Yeah. And their vibe. Like when someone is thriving, like you can see their energy around them. And it's so interesting because like last year I was getting all these compliments on my body and I was miserable. This year, everyone's like, you are glowing. Yeah. And I've gained a bunch of weight back and I don't weigh myself, but I know by the way my clothes fit. Yeah. Um, But everyone's like, you look like you're glowing. And I'm like, isn't that just such a better compliment? (laughs) Yeah. It's so true. It is so true. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about stories of synchronicity. Okay. Speaking of glowing, and actually before we jump onto that, the other thing I heard recently about working out, because because I grew up dancing, I've never been one to get a consistent workout routine because I get bored really easily mm. in various things. And so one of the things I had heard recently was like, write down 25 reasons why you want to start a new fitness regime, because it gets you past the like 10 superficial reasons. You really got to dig deep to find 25. Okay. <laughs> and so yeah, one of them, lot. 25 is a lot. Exactly. And it was like, that'll keep you consistent. So anyways, I did that recently. And then somebody told me, they were like, oh yeah, the, there's statistically, it'll strengthen your energy and your aura. It'll help you like release. If you're somebody who, you know, is really sensitive to other people's energies, it helps you release other people's energies and get back in your own energy. And I was like, okay. that's the best reason I have yeah. to, okay. <laughs> to exercise. I love it. Anyway, so that one really resonated for me. But also just like, like, and how fitness can do that as well. Get you back into your own energy and your own body and stuff like that as well. Love that. Yeah. Anyways, I thought I'd share. Love that. Okay. So stories of synchronicity. So the fun things that like seem like a coincidence, but you're like, it all happened. Like in hindsight, you're like, I know exactly why that happened. Is there like a fun story of synchronicity that comes to mind that you want to share? And it could be like every day. It doesn't have to be something big, big. Fun story? Anything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because I'm thinking immediately to like my breakup and how Mm. things unfolded. That's not very fun though. (laughs) But maybe it's a story of synchronicity. I mean... It's Share if you feel like it is. It's definitely a story of, yeah, synchronicity and timing. Okay, well, we'll try, try and keep it without going so into the details. But for a very long time, I was so conflicted about what mm-hmm. to do with my relationship. And my ex was also. And we we tried. We really tried to make it work and, like, have a lot of conversations and, you know, working through things together for almost a year, I would say. And we love each other, adore each other, respect each other, but it's just not the right fit anymore. I just want to like preface things with that and are on great terms. But toward the end, it was like becoming clearer and clearer that like I just really needed to be on my own. And I saw that in my mushroom ceremonies, in my meditations, in my therapy that I really just needed to be on my own. And then like a week before we officially end things, he accidentally like hits me in the head while we're getting into bed and I get a concussion. (laughs) 
And I'm like, wow, I'm so not listening to the signs of the world mm. that the universe is literally hitting me in the fucking head so that I listen. And I still wasn't quite listening. Anyways, it, then we end up splitting and, you know, I, we were not living in the same place and all these things. And I actually wasn't sure where I was going to live shortly thereafter. And I was not on good terms with my family. And after not having talked to my family for months, I get a message that was like, hey, if you want to come to Florida, they didn't even know that uh, my ex and I weren't together. Mm. I get a message. Oh, actually, let me rewind. Then I run into my ex on the street and it was a hard, it was like the first time I had seen him since our separation. And it was really, really hard. And I was just like so devastated. Later that day, I'm sitting at a cafe with my friend who's consoling me because I'm just like in despair. I get a message from my family out of nowhere after not having talked to them for, or they weren't talking to me actually for months. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Hey, we haven't, you know, talked to you in a while, but if you want to come to Florida in the winter, there's a space for you starting on this day. And it was the day that I no longer had a place to live in mm -hmm. Toronto because I had been staying in an Airbnb. And then, and it just, then I went to Florida and my life just completely opened up after going to Florida. It gave me the yeah. space that I needed. I met the people that I needed to meet at that time. It helped me move forward and da 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 da, -da. And it was just like, bam, 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 bam. I'm exactly where I need to be. Mm. And I, and you know, I think it just really had me believe and trust in like the universe has my back and things are unfolding exactly how it's supposed to. And that I'll see how, you know, I'll see how in, in, in six months or a year, I'll look back and understand that everything happened exactly as it was supposed to and it couldn't happen any other way. And I'll be like, so happy, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's just like some examples. That's some, that's some depth that I have not shared socially before and hopefully we'll, we'll get in trouble for sharing. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Honestly, I was saying somebody a couple episodes ago asked me what my definition of synchronicity was. And yeah. I said, it's probably going to evolve as we go through here. And I think even as you were saying this, it's like, even in the depths that it can, synchronicities can happen and still unfold, even though they don't feel great in the yeah. moment, right? Oh yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel good. Like yeah. you know, sometimes you don't even realize that it's the synchronicities happening. Yeah. And around that time, but right before I went to Florida, we were at a Christmas party together and we were chatting about this and leaving room for the magic. Yeah. And, and I went to Florida with the mindset of leaving room for the magic. Mm. And I couldn't even have imagined the possibility of the things that would have happened in Florida. And, but seeing you and talking about it, like opened up my mindset to that. And it's just like reminding ourselves to like be open to it and yeah. not being so set on things unfolding a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you. If you could share a little bit, how can people follow along with you, get in touch with you, or just, you know, yeah. become a part of your community? Yeah. Where can they find you? So I'm at Alessia Sculpt on Instagram and TikTok. Okay. Um, and then my website is asculptbody.com. And I have a seven day free trial for my low impact workouts. I have over 300 sculpt strength, cardio and stretch workouts. And I'd love to work out with everyone. I'd love for you guys to be a part of my online community. And I'd love for you to come to one of my in-person events in Toronto, New York, and elsewhere so lots of announcements coming up awesome yeah that's so fun thanks for having me car thank you so much for doing it with me i truly appreciate it i can't believe the time we're done i know so i know it totally flies by well wow. thank you thank you thank you awesome okay. bye everybody bye